Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. Special note on this podcast, this begins the fourth season of Talking Sports with TK. We've done over 400 episodes in the first three years. We're approaching 40,000 listens slash downloads. Appreciate all of you listening and sharing and favoriting and liking, all that good stuff as we begin season four of Talking Sports with TK. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman, brought to you by Ryan Maranto with Team 225 First Option Mortgage. We're going to talk some LSU basketball, men and women, and we'll talk some LSU football and what's next for the LSU football Tigers. For all of your mortgage and refinance needs, contact Ryan Maranto with Team 225 First Option Mortgage. Ryan can guide you through the home buying process and make it as smooth for you as possible. Rates are low. Call Maranto, the Maranto Mortgage Experience. Call him at 225-405-2183. That's 225-405-2183. Ryan Maranto. Rates are low. Call Maranto, the Maranto Mortgage Experience. All right, sports betting is exploding in the USA. On the phone, on your computer, the sports books that are opening up around the country and a bunch of them in Louisiana, you got to get with the hottest and newest website, meatandpotatoesusa.com. We just added a new consultant this week that's going to pick college basketball, meatandpotatoesusa.com. You can get it on your mobile phone. Just hit it in there, meatandpotatoesusa.com, available on the phone, the computer, the whole thing. If you like to bet on football, we're going to have a lot of NFL picks, and then through the NFL playoffs up to the Super Bowl. Monday, we're going to have picks on the Georgia-Alabama National Championship football game in college. So check out meatandpotatoesusa.com. We're going to hear a message from our host, Anchor, and then we'll be back and uh, visit with Trey Blossman. It'll be Sports Takes. All a part of Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysanne. Stay tuned. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Two. We continue with Sports Takes. I'm Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Blossman as we're full speed ahead into 2022. And we got some good stuff for you today. Trey, good afternoon. How are you? Doing great, Tommy. Doing great. Hey, let's start with uh, one of the big things in town in Baton Rouge, LSU basketball, men and women. But let's start about with the men. Uh, a big night at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center last night as they named the court after Dale Brown and then Will Wade's basketball team takes down Kentucky. And uh, it was quite an exciting night, a prelim to the football bowl game, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. But your thought about Will Wade, uh, the basketball win over Kentucky, and Dale Brown court? Well, number one, let me tell you that Anytime LSU is on ESPN for six hours in a row on a weeknight, that's a good thing. Basketball led into the football. When the football game was over and Sports Center came on, which I usually change the channel, but 
The lead story on SportsCenter last night was LSU over Kentucky. Right. Man, how long has that been since LSU basketball was the lead story on a sports center? I thought that was fabulous. And uh, I thought it was a great win. I liked it. It wasn't wire to wire. I liked it. We led in the first half and fell behind by as many as nine, maybe 10 points in the second half. And then we go on a 17 to two run to take control of the game. Got a little sloppy in the final two minutes. Looked like we were trying to give it away, but come away with a five-point win as a two-point favorite over a perennial powerhouse team like Kentucky. I think that's a great win for the Tiger program. And I'll tell you, Tommy, this team is fun to watch. It was fun to watch when we had all of those great players in the early 90s under Dale Brown, and we were scoring 80 points a game. But, man, this team plays defense. Like, I haven't seen LSU play defense in a long, long time. Uh, they had a they really smother, great. They smother you. Yeah, that, that was a really great crowd, and something that I noticed, and my uh, sports shows daily partner Roddy Rance was standing right at the entrance to where the team leaves the court at halftime, and in the final handful of seconds in the first half, there was a rebound that LSU players kind of didn't go after like Will Wade wanted them to, and. It, Kentucky guy got a two-point bucket at the buzzer at half to go from seven down to five down, and Will Wade lost his shit. There's no other way to say you could, it. You, you, could see, you could see you could see that on TV, Tommy. That was well, he, shown he, very clearly on TV. He walked right by Ronnie, and Ronnie said it was completely X-rated, and that was actually where Dow Brown was standing, getting ready to come on the court for the halftime ceremony. This is what it reminded me of, Trey. About seven or eight years ago, Alabama football was playing somebody, and they're up like 42 to nothing with three minutes to go in a game, and a cornerback got turned around and beat for a touchdown up the sideline. And Nick Saban went up one side of that guy and down the other. Obviously, it was not going to affect the outcome of that game, but he was trying to teach that kid that you must play the whole game, et cetera, and don't stop. That's what that thing with Will make. He was just furious that, yeah, I got still got a five-point lead at halftime. But it was should have been seven, and his players didn't hustle because they, you know, they figured the horn was going off any moment, you know. So that, that and I would not have wanted to be in that locker room when he got in there to address the team because that probably wasn't real fun for those players. But they came out, got it done, fell behind, came back and won it. And of course, uh, Dale Brown Court big ceremony at halftime, and the, the ceremony started off with a video from Shaq. And Shaq has got the virus that he held up his plane ticket to say, look, I fully meant to be there, but I tested positive. I can't be there. And he had some kind words for Dale Brown. And then he had a lot of former players, a whole lot of former players. And it, it was, Tim Brando came to town. I mean, it was just a, a star-studded night. The basketball team did their job. And Dale Brown, at 86 years old, you know, it'll in the Pete Maverick Assembly Center, it'll be forever known as Dale Brown Court. Well, I, I love that, Tommy. Of course, I, I was a freshman at LSU the same year Rudy Macklin and Jordy Holtberg were. Uh, got to know Jordy real well. I saw a picture of him and Dale on the court that Jordy posted on his Facebook page last night. Uh, and it was a fun time for LSU basketball. And when I was in junior high school, in the early high school, Pete Maravich was LSU. Press Maravich was LSU. There were some other good players on the team. 
and they were competitive, but they weren't nearly like the great teams that Dale Brown would build in the next decade. And I give Dale a lot of credit for coming to a football school and turning it into a place that loved basketball. And then it wasn't the PMAC yet. It was still the assembly center, but it was full every game. And if you wanted to get a really good seat, you had to get there early and wait outside in line. And he created all of that. You know, Pete, Pete probably started it bringing focus to LSU basketball, but big daddy Dale was the one who, who really built the program into what it's become. And it, for the most part, it's remained pretty strong. You know, Brady had a final four team and then he hit the skids a little bit, but uh, Will Wade's come in and done a really, really nice job after a couple of mediocre coaches. But uh, I like his intensity. I like how hard his kids play. It's obvious that they want to be out there playing defense and hustling. I think the team is a little deeper than he thinks it is. I, I think he's got some people on that bench that could be getting some minutes and helping him. But a uh, fun team to watch. And this team, without further injury, and remember, <laughs> we're missing a transfer from Illinois who would be in the starting lineup as our point guard, but he's hurt and he's out for the year. Imagine how much better this team would be than they are now. And they're now – I think legitimately one of the top 12 teams in the country. Well, and if they shoot the ball well, they got a chance to beat anybody because of the great defense that they play, and you pointed that, that out. Uh, one thing back, back to Dale Brown, I have always pointed to the fact that when he got Rudy Macklin to come to Baton Rouge, Rudy Macklin was from Louisville, Kentucky, big-time recruit. Everybody thought he'd go play for Denny Crum at Louisville or Joe B. Hall at Kentucky. And somehow he ends up in Baton Rouge and got 32 rebounds for the very first game he ever played, which is still a record to this day for uh, rebounds in a single game by an LSU player. I mean, not even Shaq topped that number. So uh, that was what pointed to it. And, of course, Holt Berg and then some other guys came. And, of course, Rudy doesn't get hurt at the Final Four in 81. And maybe the outcome's different. We'll never know the answer uh, to that. But, but uh, the, out, the outcome would have been different. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that it would have been. And, you know, and no I'm, doubt fortunate, about I'm fortunate to become friends with Rudy. And I see him a couple of times a year. And he's always fun to visit with. He works in the governor's office to, to developing sports activities for kids. And, you know, he's just a good guy. Of course, his number's hanging in the rafters as well. Now, the, you know, LSU women's basketball, Kim Mulkey, off to a hot start on the season and in league play Thursday of this week. They host number one ranked South Carolina. They're going to honor Simone Augustus at the game, which will help put some people in the seat. But attendance has been flying upwards. And I go back to Kim Mulkey before the season started, said, you need to come watch us play. Don't wait till we win 25 games. Well, people have been showing up. And this is a team, they've already won more games this year than the team won the entire season last year. Kim Mulkey's walking, you know, doing everything the right way. She was at the game last night, stayed there the whole night through the uh, entire men's game, sitting right under one of the goals. Uh, so that that's created a lot of excitement, too. It's a good time to be an LSU basketball fan, men and women. And, you know, when I'm out and about having a cold beer and listening to music, Man, lots of people talking about both the men and women's basketball program, and that hasn't happened for a long time in Baton Rouge. No, that that's true, and that's a good thing. Obviously, 
you know, Kim has all the accolades in the world as a player and a coach. I don't need to throw any shade at her, but uh, excited about the hire. I was excited about the potential hire. Very happy when they hired her. She'll do great things for the program. She is an intense, competitive individual. I remember when she was in high school. And, yeah. uh, you know, of course, at Louisiana Tech, they did amazing things. She'll continue to do that. And look, putting fans in the seats helps pay her big salaries. So she <laughs> needs to put some fans in the seats. We remind you, you're listening to Sports Takes with Trey Bossman and myself, TK. If you like to bet on NFL football and the playoffs and the national championship game and college football Monday night, be sure to visit meatandpotatoesusa.com. There's a leaderboard there that documents all the success of the sports consultants. Trey, let's kick it over to what we mentioned earlier, the Texas uh, Bowl, LSU, Kansas State. Kansas State needs to pipe down a little bit. They basically beat the JV team from LSU, so don't get too happy over there, Kansas State. And I want to start off by saying I can't tip my hat enough to John Trey Kirkland, uh, the senior for the Tigers out of Destrehan High School where he won two state championships as a quarterback. First pass he ever threw at LSU was in the Texas Bowl last night. Here's a kid that played cornerback. They moved him to receiver. He did that. He ran a scout squad against the number ones to help. He just did whatever the coaches asked of him. And then they asked him last night to play quarterback. And he looked like a guy that hadn't played a whole lot of quarterback at that level. But he also did some things that were very good. And he said before the game, he said, I know we all got 38 players, but if we got 11, we're going to play. That's what LSU fighting Tigers do. I tip my hat to John Trey Kirkland and to Brad Davis, the interim coach, for having a bunch of kids ready to play and hungry and fighting hard for that whole game, which was clearly a mismatch because it was basically Kansas State against LSU's junior varsity team, and I and, and I mean that. So uh, they got beat. Most people expected them to get beat. The line went from LSU being a two-and-a-half-point favorite to at kickoff, Kansas State was a 10-point favorite. That's a 12-and-a-half-point swing. Yeah, uh, Trey, I, I, you and I, I watched yeah. Yeah, you and I watch, have been watching lines, and we got our picks podcast, which will come up in the next day or two, actually on Friday. So, you know, we, we've never seen a line move like that, and we kind of know why it did. But uh, LSU fought hard, and, you know, they got – they did the best they could, and that's that's what happened. And now the O'Brien Kelly era is officially underway. He, he, uh, he's not retaining Austin Thomas, the GM of the team. Let him go today. Uh, but he's made other hires. He's just about got all his coaches in place. And it's going to be an interesting nine months leading up to the Tigers football opener next September in the Superdome against Florida State. A lot of ground to cover for Brian Kelly and his LSU football team. They are at rock bottom after 24 short months ago being on the top of the hill. Well, Tommy, I think Kirkland put himself in Tiger lore forever. He did. If you don't no doubt. And what he accomplished, you're not a Tiger fan. I mean, the guy with a looked like he could be pretty darn good, as a matter of fact. And there were a couple of things in the game played out that had a big effect. On Kansas State's first drive, there were four plays where we were a half a second from cleaning the quarterback's clock and probably forcing a turnover 
all four of those plays, he could pass us. Uh, yeah. On any one of those, if our guy is a half step faster, we force a turn. Who knows how to they take the opening kickoff, they drive it down the field, take up half the first quarter and score a touchdown. They, they felt like they could win the game, and, and they did. But credit to Tigers for hanging in, playing tough. And, hey, a touchdown on the last play of the game, that, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, maybe they should have tried that play a little bit earlier. To one of my sons, he goes, well, it probably wouldn't have worked. <laughs> on the last play of the game, uh, what he threw, three touchdown passes last night? All three touchdowns were on passes. Uh, hats off to him. Will always be one of my favorite Tigers, no matter what happens well, from here on out. I thought Davis said, Davis said all the time he was – Good in the pregame interview. He was great at the halftime interview. I love that he came out and said, we're going to win this game in the second half. Nobody believed that except for he did. And I believe he believed that. And I'm glad that he's going to back Coach Kelly program. Next up for OSU football, Wednesday, February 2, a little bit less than a month from now, the signing day. Uh, you'll get guys out to transfer portal. There'll be other guys signed. So Coach Kelly and his coordinators got plenty of work to do. Trey, this Friday we're going to get some NFL picks from you. And if you want, we can wait till Monday and record a quick podcast about the national championship with, with Alabama and Georgia. Georgia is now a three-point favorite in that game. And, of course, the Saints have to win and get a 49ers loss that would put them in the end of the playoffs. So we'll get into more of that this Friday with uh, picks from Trey Blossman. Trey, we hope you have a good evening, and uh, we'll, we'll put together some picks for everybody on Friday on the podcast, and we remind folks to check out meatandpotatoesusa.com if you like to bet on sports. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.